Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mystery on the rocks. Oh, yeah. Mystery on. The rocks, yeah, mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails. And you hear that? That's a shaking up. Getting poured into your ear holes. Receptacle. Oh. Um, I am a Miles. With me as always is the fantastic Suze Kempner. Snookery do. I love amazing Chris Stokes. Hello. <laughs> and I'm a Miles. Um, how are you guys? Yeah. 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 So, I got back from the Edinburgh Fringe yesterday. Mm. I had, uh, I didn't sleep enough. You know, when you you get back from something, you're just like, yeah. I'm really knackered from it. But I slept like five hours and I went, well, power through today. And then I crashed at like 8 p.m. when we were recording at half past eight. Yeah. So now I'm like, ah, but I'm all right. Cool. It's good to see you. I hope you had a good time. I saw some yeah, of the photos. Yeah, I had a lovely fringe. Yeah. Every bit of the fringe went okay. Um, <laughs> what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Yeah. I don't know. Name this. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, port cask whiskey, uh, salted caramel vodka liqueur, and a tiny dash of nut bitters and a dash of banana liqueur. And it's really oh. nice, but I don't know what to call it. Mm. Uh, Banoffee, why? <laughs> Banoffee, why? Uh, I'm going to call it Jack Amnesiac's ultimate Banoffee pie. <laughs> yes. 100% To yes. find out That's why, perfect. subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon, you can yeah, find out. Yeah, you'll find out. It sounds very nice. I don't like banana, but I oh, it's only a dash. Not going to go. Ugh, I hate it. It's only a dash. I just and want... It's really nice. I'd replace it with maybe a dash of Chambord. Oh, for me. Oh, salted nice. caramel just... whiskey and raspberry. That's a little tiny nice, bit of raspberry. That would be quite nice. Yeah. Just like a tiny amount. Well, actually, they would go, the Spritz. raspberry would go quite well with the port cask whiskey. Yeah, yeah. that's why I figured. Like it's a fruity mm. thing. It'll keep it keep it quick keep it fruity. And then I won't be eating banana. Um, what are you drinking, Sue? Great. Water. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's a glass of water because I just crashed like... Yeah. I don't know if you guys no, heard, no, but I, I was at the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I should have a drink, shouldn't I? No, no. no I'll tell you what I've to. got. No, you don't have to, man. Baba, I've got something. Baba, um, I'm going to go drink it. We, uh... I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I brought something up. It's a Glasgow gin mm-hmm. that uh, I was gifted. It sounds like a fight Ooh, by... a box. That does look really nice. Glasgow Gin. Yeah. Natalie O'Donoghue, uh, who I hung out with at the Fringe, she said, I got you this. It's And she's from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. This Glasgow raspberry and rhubarb gin. And it would be great in a cocktail, possibly with the port cask Ooh. whiskey. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Now, I'm just going to sample it mm-hmm. straight from the bottle, but I'll make a cocktail with it next week. Yeah. Um, it's by The company is Glaswee. Yeah. Glaswee Gin. Yeah, that's right. good. That is good. Yeah, uh, that's delicious. It's very liqueury. Uh, so what? Uh, what have you uh, got to drink? Well, I've I've gone a bit lazy beer. today. It looked like a beer. Well, it was a beer, but then I've I um I have a Michelada sitting on standby, uh, which is one of my faves, one of my yeah, go-to like summer drinks. It's the beer and tomato juice, like I guess like fancy. Uh, what is it like? Bloody Mary kind of mix, and then mm. top up with a beer. That's, that's nice. Um, <clears throat> that's a type of Michelada because I think uh, isn't a basic Michelada just basically lager, lime, and salt. Yes, I think. yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, right. Well, that's a Chelada. 
And the oh. Michelada is the one with the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, what's yeah. an enchilada? Is a, a a Mexican burrito dish? <laughs> Just smothered it's in cheese. It's not different enough. Smothered in cheese. The yeah. word's not different enough. It's not different enough. I shall take it. I shall take it up with the Mexican food board. <laughs> hey, Mexico, get it together. The first time I heard the word enchilada was in The Simpsons when Homer goes. Yes, yeah, same. Yes, when Homer enchiladas. sits down. Cause, yeah, because he's got a big old tum, and he goes, "Oh, enchiladas." Marge is in for a bad he- night. Um, shit we should do this episode Chris what do you you have for us today Uh, who killed Olaf Palm Palm? Olaf Palm P-A-L-M-E right I'm going to listen to how it's pronounced Palm Olaf Palme. He was a Swedish uh, prime minister. I think he was prime Ooh. minister twice, oh. actually. He did a Churchill. Did right? it twice. Now, uh, I yeah. should point out that this is actually a quirk of really good timing. This was suggested by uh, a listener and uh, somebody who joined the Patreon while we were well into this current season. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And uh, the Mighty Fro is the username. And they said, hey, uh, have, like you ever, have you mystery. ever thought Have you ever thought about doing this mystery? I really love it. And I'd never heard yeah. of it. And I looked into it and it took place in February 1986, which is but when when they suggested it, it was coming up to where oh, we are right. in the season. Okay. So I was yeah. like, oh, we're just going to do it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, nice one. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks to the Mighty Fro. Um, yeah. so, oh, one oh, year oh, before oh, I was excellent. born, February 86. Very good. Oh, yeah. By this point, me and Suze are alive. Ah. Yeah, and we were like, "It's so nice being on this planet without that dickhead." Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying then, this. <laughs> but then look who got there. <sighs> Olaf Palma. Yeah, uh, he became uh, double dip uh, prime minister. Uh, he was yeah. a lefty, by the way. Uh, ah. He Good. was uh, nice. prime minister of Sweden from 1969. He couldn't form nice. uh, a government hey. after the 1976. 60, more like 60 nice. More like 1969. Oh, I'm going to let Gizmo in the garden. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like that, Suze. <laughs> hey, let's say some things that we think would make Chris laugh while he's gone. Oh, uh, Go on, Masood. What have you got? Let's see. Uh, ah, shit. It's hard, isn't it's it? Hard. It's hard to think of something off the cuff like this. Yeah. Um, we've got to think of Chris's ultimate funny jokes. Um, Too late. Oh, oh, I was thinking I might go do 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 deek. I got a laugh every day in my show. I mean, it is a funny, it's an funny, absolute fucking classic. Funny that joke. is thanks to Masood that bit. Ah, oh, deek. <laughs> deek, deek, um, deek. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Olaf, o- Olaf. It's my fault. It's, it's Gizmo's fault, actually. Uh, Gizmo's fault. U- Olaf Palme. Uh, mm-hmm. He was um, uh, prime minister from 1969 to 1976, when he failed to form a government after that election. That ended 40 years of unbroken rule by the Social Democratic Party in Sweden. Whoa. Then he became leader of the opposition. So his party didn't oust him. He was still leader of the opposition. Okay. Uh, he served as a mediator uh, of the United Nations in the Iran-Iraq War. Whoa. Wow. Uh, he then didn't win the 1979 election either, but he then became Prime Minister again in 1982 and... 19- they still kept him. Yeah, and he became yeah. Prime Minister again in 1982 and 1985, and he was assassinated in 1986. He was... Wow. Um, very important figure in Swedish politics, International politics as well, actually. Yeah. Um, from the 60s onwards, he had a non-alignment policy towards the superpowers, and he wouldn't waver from that. Oh, uh, right. Okay. And then he uh, supported a lot of liberation movements following decolonization. So he was a vocal supporter of a number of the third world governments in Africa. Mm-hmm. This guy sounds all right. Yeah. He was the first Western head of government to visit Cuba okay. after its revolution, giving a speech praising the revolutionaries. And... He Uh-oh. was a massive mm. critic of Soviet and American foreign policy. So during the Cold War, right. he yeah. criticised both uh, Soviets and Americans. He was like... Was, he resisted uh, imperialist ambitions and authoritarian regimes, including Franco. 
Pinochet, Brezhnev uh, of the Soviet Union, uh, Salazar uh, of Portugal, and John Forster and P.W. Butler of South Africa. He denounced apartheid, Ooh. saying mm-hmm. it was it was a gruesome system. Uh, and in 1972, he condemned the American bombings in Hanoi, comparing oh. right. comparing the bombings to a number of historical crimes, including the Babinyar and the wow. extermination oh, of Jews the, and other uh, groups in Treblinka. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. right. And this resulted in a freeze in Swedish-US relations. Oh, right. Oh, really? The US Gosh, that's like, a little yeah. footnote in history. Yeah, you hear about. They, wow. they were like, we don't like Sweden that. and the US were like, hello, can you tell... Hello, uh, England, can you, can you tell, tell Sweden... <laughs> That there aren't any potatoes left, so if they want some, <laughs> they'll have to go to the kitchen and get some. And then they were like, oh. mm. America says there aren't any potatoes left. If you want some, you've got to go to the kitchen and get some. Sweden's like, did they? Well, maybe if America wasn't such a greedy gut, <laughs> I wouldn't have to go to the kitchen. <laughs> but anyway, obviously, he was not making any friends. Yeah. Uh, well, he actually made a, he actually made a lot of friends uh, Olaf Palmer wasn't popular with the Americans. He wasn't popular no. with the Soviets. And at the time, we were in like basically they were the I guess the two the two big ones: the Soviet yeah. Union and America. I see. Um, he was very popular with the left, but harshly detested by liberals and conservatives. What did he do as prime minister? So there were major reforms in the Swedish constitution, such as orchestrating a switch from bicameralism to unicameralism. Uh, uh, in 1971 and 1971. Yeah, what is that? So, okay, so bicameralism. And I don't even think I've said that right. Bicameralism. Uh, okay. It's a type of legislature and it's divided into two separate assemblies, chambers or houses, and that's known as bicameral. So what, they no. like they they both have to vote on something in order and to then pass it? Uni, is what... Unicameralism is uh, all members deliberate and vote as a single group. Oh, okay. So I right, guess right, okay. maybe is it like okay. is it like uh, are we bicameralism because of the Lords and the Commons? Yeah, I, I, think, I, I so. think we must yeah. be. We're not not as it, not as bigly as uh, like America with its House and Senate, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but a similar thing. Oh, uh, so he I, he, re- okay. he reformed that, uh, and then basically what that did was it replaced the eighteen oh nine instrument of government. Uh, which was the a flute. Political, no. <laughs> at the time, it was the oldest political mm. constitution in the world after the US. Oh, right, um, okay. Oh. Right. Uh, he uh, reformed the labour market, uh, establishing laws which increased job security. In the 1973 mm. general election, the Socialist Communist and the Liberal Conservative blocs got 175 places each. Uh, the Palm, uh, Palmer cabinet continued to govern the country but several times they had to draw lots to decide on some issues although most important issues oh. were decided through concessional agreement tax rates rose from being mm. fairly low to being the highest levels in the western world so he rose taxes oh wow that's, right. that's okay. not going to make himself right. uh, popular with you. yeah no, no. but um, Ta- ma- raise taxes on everyone you won't make yourself popular no. but then uh, they got the job security and i guess they got the other yeah. stuff so yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he, I think race taxes um, definitely. Uh, during his premiership, issues like childcare, social security, protection of the elderly, accident safety, and housing problems received special attention. The health, public health system in Sweden became efficient under him, and then he also the, did a re- redistributive program that helped uh, disabled immigrants, low-paid single-parent families, and the old. Uh, oh. The welfare state was sufficiently expanded. Mm-hmm. So I. Um, think personally that he was a good guy. He's a he's, right. he's a pretty stand up guy. This guy, Hello. I reckon he was one of the good leaders. Do you know what uh, someone posted today? It was a fake account mm-hmm. tweeted that Jimmy Carter had died. The uh, peanut guy? Ret- no, the peanut guy. And then it got retweeted <laughs> a little bit. They were like, Jimmy Carter dies age ninety seven. Yeah, and I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, obviously ninety seven year olds die. But I thought like, wow, he was one of the last great world leaders yes so this guy olaf and jimmy carter like them those when you say yeah, like, so the jimmy carter isn't dead yet no he's still alive, no, he's still alive. Right. i was so, gonna say I was like, that passed me by but um yeah yeah because jimmy carter was a peanut farmer right or he is retired to become yeah. a peanut so glad you said he... peanut farmer because that's not where i thought the word was going uh i was like what <laughs> <laughs> peanut Trust farmer me guys, okay no a... q and n q and n i've got the files I'm man Oh, that's what's changed Masood in this last month, I see. (laughs) 
he was an outspoken supporter of gender equality. So he sparked interest for women's rights uh, uh, by attending the World's Women's Conference in Mexico. He made a feminist speech called The Emancipation of Man at a meeting of the Women's National Democratic Club in 1970. That speech was later published two years later. Uh, he was a forerunner in green politics. He was a firm believer in nuclear power as a necessary form of energy, if only just for a transitional period to curb the influence of fossil fuel. So he didn't want to rely on it necessarily, but he was like, this is good in the short term to get us away from burning yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he intervened in the 1980 referendum in Sweden on the future of nuclear power uh, and that his opponents used that. Uh, opponents of nuclear power said that, oh, that saved this idea of nuclear power in the national consciousness in Sweden. And then as of 2011, nuclear power remains one of the most important sources of energy in Sweden. And that is attributed oh, to right. him. Oh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Soviets. So bearing in mind, the relations with America were put on pause a couple of times because of him. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, Soviet-Swedish bilateral relations were tested during his second term as prime minister in the 80s, owing to reports of incursions by Soviet submarines into Swedish territorial waters. Hmm. So he was an international player as well because of his harsh and emotional criticism of the Vietnam War. I mean, he sided mm. with Vietnam. He was not yeah. on the Americans. Uh, no. He gotcha. opposed the crushing of the Prague Spring uh, by the Soviet Union. Uh, he criticised right. a lot of the communist regimes in Europe. Oh, he's a critic of Franco. He called the regime Franco. goddamn murderers. Franco? Hey. Oh, I hope he Imagine said that in like... coming out and saying that. It's oh, like... Goddamn murderers. That's cool. I like this guy. This guy, right, because Corbyn always got um, talked about like he was a dangerous extremist. Mm. This guy makes Corbyn look like a sort of centrist pig dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's really pretty militant. Uh, he opposed apartheid. Uh, he uh, supported the, like I said, the, a lot of the uh, emerging third world governments in Africa. Um, yeah. Yeah. He visited Castro's Cuba in 1975. Gotcha. Uh, he strongly criticised uh, Pinochet in Chile. And mm-hmm. um, he obviously, like I say earlier, meditated, meditated, mediated uh, in the Iran Iraq War. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was very present for a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like he seemed to be. He was it wasn't just stuff in his nation. He was around. And, and yeah. it's so strange, isn't it? On makes the world stage. it makes you wonder actually, because you know we've got like Sweden is one of those countries you don't hear much from, I guess. No, and no. maybe maybe it's because it's is it such a quiet nation or did. Uh, Olaf Palmer piss off the Americans so much that people making were just him like, look bad, didn't he? Yeah, just like, like no, okay, so uh, Sweden doesn't exist anymore, and then the media. Kind oh of, right, and then the yeah, media they just kind, kind of, of like, fob it off. No one ever yeah. cares about Sweden now. They fall. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because they've oh right, right. So it's like the they've yeah they've pissed off the right people essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty so, eighth of February, nineteen eighty six, just after okay. your first birthday, Suze. <gasps> Happy birthday to me. Oh, she's just grabbing the wrapping paper. <laughs> she doesn't understand what today's about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, he was walking home from a cinema with his wife. Yeah. Uh, what would have been on? Set. He'd just seen and enjoyed Stand By Me. Stand um, By Me. <laughs> was Predator out in 86? It must have been. No, no, like, Predator was 87. Was, I wonder, actually, he could have been to see Back to the Future. He could have, yeah. Possibly. Oh, no, no that was Summer it was 85. Stand it was by 85. Me. Was, it was yeah. Stand By Me because he'd also read and enjoyed The Body, <laughs> which is the book Stand <laughs> that, By oh, Me. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's the, yeah. He um, was like, mm, I preferred the book. It was more melancholy. Which is what he was saying to his wife as they didn't have any bodyguards with them. No. Uh, but he was right. uh, fatally wounded by a single gunshot. And then his wife, Ooh. Lisbeth, was slightly wounded by a second shot. So there, okay. were, two, wow. there were two shots and it got off. Yeah. Them. It sounds a little bit Climbers. like how Batman became Batman. Yeah, his parents I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah, and then, a yeah. young Jeremy Corbyn sort. Of. Yeah, so, yeah, then he became. Yeah, <laughs> cut to him standing with a cowl and then the, the cape blowing. Every time there's a new Batman movie, a few years down the line, it's always a different movie that they're walking out of. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I yeah, think, I, think there's that, I think the Ben Affleck one. Uh, they'd just been to see Excalibur. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So the, the... In Joker, they'd just been to see Joker. Well, actually, in, um, I think someone said, of, because of the age of Robert Patterson, that in the new Batman movie, if they show that, they probably would have just been to see Shrek. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, and he would have been asked they'd to leave because he was really afraid of The parents are both walking out doing impressions. They're like, donkey! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? Parfait. Why don't you say parfait? That's got layers. <laughs> Onions have layers. <laughs> you got to, got to, got to try a little tenderness. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Look at us just quoting Shrek <laughs> and being like, it's a bit, it's, but we just enjoy yeah. showing full, full, Fully millennial podcast now. That's bingo. Wait, wait. We go. He goes, oh, Shrek, my mouth was open and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I enjoy Eddie Murphy. Somebody once told me. <laughs> oh, I love that, that that became a huge thing. And um, I think it was, was it the Shrek? Someone put on YouTube, it's like Shrek, but every time something happens the movie speeds up by some a certain amount <laughs> and it got to the point where like the movie you look at the time how long the movie is it's like it's five minutes it's like oh no, every time someone speaks the movie speeds up by something like that and it is i mean it's a stupid thing but it is very hilarious um but when what's it when they they got popular again smash mouth for some reason i don't know why and there was a concert and everyone's like play the play the song from shrek and he he lost it. The dude was like, "Shut up! No, we're gonna play some other songs." He's like, "Nah, dude, just go with it." Oh, Streets of London, mate. Streets of London, Streets of London, mate. You guys are fucking Smash Mouth. Calm the fuck down. You're lucky you have any relevance. Exactly. Oh my god, I, know why I they watched. Does anyone see? Do you know why, I know why they stopped being popular? It's they because peanut farmers. No, it's because um, films started to get rid of opening credits. Oh yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> once <laughs> told me there are no opening credits. And <laughs> so our man. Olaf. So he'd been shot and his wife was so shot. So he got, he got fatally wounded yep. and she just got uh, wounded. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, In an alleyway after coming out, after having seen Stand By Me. Yeah, so uh, um, yeah. despite being Prime Minister, he decided to live as ordinary life as possible. He wouldn't walk around with protection or anything. Uh, no. And he was walking out from the Grand Cinema with Lisbeth um, close to midnight. Uh, Vincent Price in- laughs <laughs>, and then, uh, <laughs>, <laughs> they uh, they were attacked by a lone gunman. He was fatally yeah. shot in the back at close range and Fuck. then his wife was wounded with the second shot. Police said that a taxi driver used his mobile radio to raise an alarm and two girls in a nearby car tried to assist. He was pronounced yeah. dead on arrival at the hospital. Shit. Uh, right. The attacker escaped eastwards. His decision to go to the cinema was very short notice, by the way. So he must have been mm. being watched rather than yeah. it being planned. It was being like planned like in a diary or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, his wife had discussed going to the movies when she was at work that afternoon. And she'd mm-hmm. called her son at five to take them to the movies. And then yeah. Olaf did not hear about these plans until he was at home at 6.30. Uh, uh. So <laughs> they uh, went to see the Swedish comedy... The Mozart Brothers. That sounds like total dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just the Mozart Brothers. Uh, uh, I, it I is the 1986 Swedish comedy film directed by Suzanne Austin. The film depicts an unconventional opera director, Walter, who is directing a production of Don Giovanni at the Stockholm Opera. He attempts to overthrow many of the conventions of opera. Opera. He gives certain solo numbers to the opera chorus. He involves the, the orchestra. This sounds wacky. He involves the orchestra yeah. in the acting, and he wants to fill what? the stage with damp earth to simulate graveyard. The singers, the members what of the, the orchestra, fuck? and the staff at the opera house are initially very antagonistic to his plans, especially his appeal to their eroticism as individuals. What? Okay, Excuse this me, film what? is very complex. What However, the they I bet it's got. I bet it's so much nudity in it. However, yeah, they reluctantly like, agree yeah. to do things Walter's way, and they gradually come over to his point of view. Throughout the film, Mozart's ghost is glimpsed more and more frequently. At one point, what? seen weeping with joy at the effect his work has had. The film ends with the premiere of the production being a resounding success, and the performers taking the credit for this, with the director largely forgotten. This is fucked, man. I mean, now I kind of want to watch the Mozart Brothers. <laughs> yeah, suddenly we're like the Mozart. So that's the, uh, it's, yeah, it's the greatest cinematic uh, fucking genius. So that's the this film they went to see. The Mozart uh, Brothers. I'm going to find a fucking trailer of it. Afterwards, the police searched their apartment as well as uh, his wife and son's workplaces uh, for wire-bugging devices or traces of any equipment to see whether that's how people got wind of it, but they didn't find any. Mm. Mm-hmm. All they found was several stubs for the Mozart Brothers movie they've been, <laughs> been to see six times. times. <laughs> like me when I like me in ninety nine when I went to see American Pie at the cinema fucking six times. You did it six times. Did you? 
Yeah, it might have been seven actually. I saw that and Drop Dead Gorgeous that many times that summer. I saw Cruel Intentions three times. Oh, wow. Because I had a multi pass for the cinema, that's all I could do. (laughs) I was Lilo Dallas multi pass um, (laughs) for, for, yeah, it was like 25 quid for a month. Oh, wow. Over the summer holidays. I think I had, I think I had, no, it was 15 pounds for a month. It was 25 pounds for two months uh, okay. but I only had 15 so I'd bought a multi-pass and me and my friends used to go to the cinema and um, could you get someone else on the multi-pass as well day. no just oh. one I used to love we going to, to the cinema I mean I still like going to the cinema now but I used to love we going, used to see four movies in a day I used to love Fuck going to the cinema yeah. with my mates like because you'd have to decide yeah. what to see yeah there yeah. Yeah, that, sounds, that, dumb. See, that yeah. sounds really dumb but like do you know what I mean We'd, the amount yeah. of shit you'd go and see just because there was it's on. on yeah yeah oh hello we went to see fucking pokemon movies yeah i was about to say exactly that holidays. you went saw so the pokemon, pokemon movie, movie Chris. yeah mewtwo's 14 revenge. years old watching that yeah mewtwo <laughs> i fucking hated it i had a little like texture in it um what else did i see something it was an elmo movie but for really little kids oh in grouchland yeah my sister used to watch that maybe it was that Elmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh in grouchland yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I we watched that with Mandy uh, Patankin in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seen yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's all right Patankin. actually. It's, 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 yeah, it's good. Patankin. It's good. It's good kids movie. It's not. It's, it's, not, not, look at, it's not the best Elmo movie. It's not the worst. No, thing, it's, yeah. it's, it's not the worst. It's all right. <laughs> you know, it's not bad. We had to blow raspberry at the screen at one point. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. No bugging devices. No, and they'd been to see the Mozart Brothers. Then they met their son and his girlfriend just outside the cinema around 9pm. He hadn't bought yeah. the ticket yet because uh, they, they were wanted to see the, the Pokemon so he movie. Got it, he got yeah. there in time. He got there in time. Yeah. Uh, uh, after the screening, the two couples stayed outside the theatre for a while. About th- mm. 11.15, they parted ways. And then Olaf and uh, Lisbeth headed south. Uh, okay. They got to a church then stopped for a moment to look at something in a shop window. 11.20, uh, a man appeared from behind, shot him at point-blank range, fired a second shot at his wife. Why are they going uh, after her? I don't know. If like he's, I guess, like, don't identify me sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no um, witnesses, right. And then the per- then the, 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 the gunman ran uh, away, like, east, I think. Uh, yeah. And then he was last seen uh, on another street, a couple of streets along. The, there's a timeline quite a specific timeline because there are timestamps on the radio chatter in the central dispatch center so oh yeah the timeline of the murder is very set in stone mm. okay um huh. so 50 seconds after he's shot a witness calls the emergency number to report the shooting but the call is misdirected and the caller is not put through to the police Shit. uh a minute and 20 seconds after that, a switchboard operator calls the police dispatch center to pass on a message from one of its drivers, the taxi switchboard, to uh, the effect that someone has been shot. Uh, 20 seconds after that, a police patrol car, which is stationed a few hundred meters away, arrives on the scene after being alerted by a second taxi driver who heard the shooting on his taxi radio. Uh, and then they hold a press conference at 5.15 the following morning. Yeah. Because he died on, on as soon as he arrived at the hospital, right? Yeah, no, yeah. we're in the mid-80s now. So that's not a case of, oh, I guess we'll never know who did... Like, they're, they're a forensic yeah. at this point. 
Yes. Um, so the only forensic leads left by the assassin were the two bullets that were fired. Uh, both bullets matched uh, lead fragments found in the clothing of Olaf and Lisbeth. Uh, and because the weapon was a revolver, that does not automatically eject cartridge cases, kids, apparently. There were yeah. no cases to recover for ballistic examination, only the bullets. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, a lack of uh, characteristic defamations and uh, investigators concluded that they'd been fired from a barrel no shorter than uh, four inches. So the murder weapon would have been a very, very large, visibly, conspicuously large handgun. Okay. Right. I thought it was a little snub nose, like someone had hold it there. Most likely a Smith & Wesson. Ah. <clears throat> right. More than 25 witnesses uh, came forward to the police. The killer was described as a man between 30 and 50, uh, between 5'11 and 6'1", wearing a dark jacket or coat. Many described him as having walked with a limp. That sounds hmm. a bit like a movie detail, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Really yeah. does. Yeah, it's that's more really... and more like some uh, new dark imagining of some superhero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> however, however, dark reimagining. This, these details and the descriptions of the gunman mm-hmm. weren't given immediately after the murder. They were actually given after somebody was arrested for it. Oh, so Ooh. like a lot of them then would favour what like it's basically. A self-fulfilling prophecy. The person that they arrested, that's when Is witnesses started describing. Going, oh yeah, no, who's like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the guy they arrested was a man named Krista Pettersson. Okay. Right. At the time, he was 39, 38, sorry. Uh, he was a Swedish criminal. He was a suspect in that assassination. He was convicted of the murder in 1989, but he was acquitted the following year. Oh. Oh, uh, so he, he wasn't the guy? Right. He died in 2004, legally not guilty of the assassination. Huh. Uh, and he was, not only was he freed, but he was awarded $50,000 in compensation. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Didn't stop him being a criminal. No. For brawl with police, <laughs> wow. he was admitted to hospital on the 15th of September 2004, and he died the following day after having a cerebral oh, right. hemorrhage after falling into a coma. Um, Ooh. But... He was arrested for it, and then most of the descriptions after his arrest favoured the description of him. So then you're like, oh, are you just because you've heard that he's been arrested or whatever? Yeah. Uh, The investigation lasted a really long time, so a lot of other theories emerged. And murder under Swedish law was subject to uh, 25 years with the statute of limitations. But the laws were changed to prevent the... Olaf Palmer case from expiring. And so the oh. police investigation remained active for 34 years. Okay. That's pretty good. And I think that that has yet to be updated because I actually think it's probably still active now. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's pretty important. They can't be like, so, nah, we'll just close this shit. Don't um, worry about it. Uh, Pettersson was picked out of a lineup by um, Lisbeth. Oh. Uh, and then that's, why, that's what led to his uh, conviction. But his appeal succeeded because of failure of the prosecution to produce the murder weapon, lack of clear motive, and doubts about the reliability of Lisbeth's testimony, and extremely gross errors by the police in arranging the lineup. Well, I guess she was shot in the back, so he was. I don't know about her, but they'd have been facing oh. the same way. I would have thought. Yeah, unless she was doing the thing. Like, hey, I'm doing a bit. I'll you walk. I'll walk backwards. You walk forwards, and you guide me. And hey, there's a guy coming. Oh my god! Yeah, like. There's no way that that would be the case. So wait, did you just say that they failed to produce a murder weapon? Yeah, they only found the bullets. Ah, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty, 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 pretty big. Uh, pretty big piece of evidence. The old murder weapon. I'm well, yeah, surprised so they even went into the into the court with that. They're like, look, guys, bad news. We don't have the murder weapon. Good news. I really want to. I hope this good news is good because the murder <laughs> weapon is kind of our fucking big. <laughs> thing <laughs> like that's nuts that's that's a ballsy lawyer that's like a soul goodman <laughs> like he's got to be fucking class um wow. in the late 90s more evidence against Pettersson emerged, emerged but mostly okay. from like uh petty criminals oh right of like okay. Okay. Uh, they were like i'll tell you something about Pettersson. yeah yeah the uh, uh the chief he's a, he's a peanut farmer oh god this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chief prosecutor considered reopening the case but acknowledged that a confession alone wouldn't be sufficient 
saying okay. that he right. must he must say something about the murder weapon because the appeals court set that condition in its ruling. That is the only technical evidence that could be cited as a reason to reopen the case. Yeah. Um, he also died uh, in 2004. So yeah, um, and he and he had very yeah. little connecting him to. Olaf anyway because yeah however wasn't... legally the police aren't allowed to reopen the investigation into him so the oh. according to Swedish law the police uh, aren't allowed to reopen an investigation of a person found not guilty in a trial which I guess is like that double jeopardy thing in America yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you can't be convicted for the same crime twice yeah starring Ashley Judd um, yeah <laughs> uh, I remember that movie I remember watching it going like and Tommy oh, Lee sure, Jones she's it? still breaking the law yeah 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 yeah. you still flat out murdered him though that's yeah that's pretty illegal somebody <laughs> once still... told me that if I killed my husband I think we should start putting that on the end of movies <laughs> that's that's the new well especially that's now. where the opening credits are these days so oh yeah so yeah. yeah oh ooh Chris satire sharp as a Fucking knife there on the state of Hollywood. I miss opening credits. I was watching Predator and I was like, oh yeah. Um, I forgot that Predator has. I forgot that Predator has sitcom titles at the end. Oh yeah, with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they all turn to the camera. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you have been watching. It's eight half, and it looks like it ain't half hot, mum. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't half scary, mum. I'm gonna watch Prey after this. It's uh, but if you, I, let me know if you want to watch think. the film. I don't know. I don't know whether you've got to be in the right mood for it to hit right. But it's like a weird. It's a cool way to do a Predator sequel. There's actually mm, a prequel. Yeah. Well, it's. What I, I think it's. Loved, what I would have loved is to have watched it not knowing the Predator was going to show up. Because is it like Apocalypto? And at the end, they defeat the Predator. And then at the end, the Predator's they, in Apocalypto. Like, and then, and then, she and then she sees out, ships. She looks out in the water, and it's like, oh, here's the, here's the Europeans real predators. Yeah, the, with smallpox. Yeah, and it's like, what have we become? <laughs> Who's the real I didn't predator get that here? From Prey. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, they missed a the trick. They should have done that. Fucking hate Mel Gibson. Because uh, it's it's the same thing as like because uh, I, I think like you said, Chris, like that's the sort of natural progression of that story, right? It's like, and it and that's like a cool way of them doing it. It's like why the Terminator franchise is stupid because it's like the first one is like it's an unkillable robot. Okay, they killed it fine. The second one is like there's two robots. Fuck. And then it's like that's as far oh, as shit. the idea goes. They can't really get you can't do <laughs> anything else. Masood at the cinema seeing there's two robots in the second one like no way man. No way man. There's two. There's two man. There's two, two robots. robots. The first movie. There was one. Trouble. They're gonna have a lot of trouble. With oh this guy. no! <laughs> oh no! Now there's two. Oh, oh my god! god. Two hey robots, guys! Man. Hey guys! There's there's two. That one's made of liquid. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, hey, if he can just slip away from you, made out of liquid, then then you don't stand a chance. It's just, oh my oh my god! He's gone through those bars. Uh, oh, his gun stuck. Okay. Oh no! He came through the bars as well. Oh, oh my, my god! god. The gun was real, but he was, he was just he, slippery. Just slip through the he's slippery, it's man. Scary, man. It's, <laughs> it's bad. This is real bad for the Terminator and all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> the Termi- Terminator and friends. He has catchphrases. I like that. <laughs> Um, so he didn't. So as far as we know, like he. Well, so, we can't. We can't know because he's. They can't reopen the case on him. So we don't. There's an alternative theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week before he was murdered, he'd made a keynote address to the Swedish People's Parliament against apartheid held in Stockholm, attended by hundreds mm-hmm. of anti-apartheid sympathisers as well as leaders and officials from the ANC and anti-apartheid movement. In the address. Cucks. In the address. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of cocks. Bunch of fucking cocks. <laughs> it is one of my favorite insults to be honest i fucking love that word so i don't think much. i've ever said it i've only like so i do good. i do I like enjoy it. i call it if i, I say call it, myself it, it back in this year's it. show in playstation i call myself a cuck at one point. i think i okay this lib cuck i heard it in um on uh, what is it uh last podcast they talk about what um flat earthers Call people who believe the world is round. They call them globe cucks. <laughs> love that. So you globies. globies. Yeah, because Henry's like, you will sit over there with your little circle world. <laughs> globe cucks. <laughs> he, uh, so he'd made that keynote address, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he said in that happy. speech, "Apartheid cannot be reformed; it has to be mm-hmm. abolished." You cucks. In that, in that, <laughs> that was a week. That was a week before he got shot. 
Now, oh, fuck. Wow. Okay. T- t- ten years later, in 1996, a former South African police officer by the name of Eugene de Kock. Um, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Bunch of cucks. Bunch of, uh, yeah. He gave evidence to the Supreme Court in Pretoria, alleging that Palmer had been shot and killed because he strongly opposed apartheid, and that Whoa. Sweden had made substantial contributions to the ANC. Cock went on to claim <laughs> he knew the person responsible for his murder, and he said that it was Craig Williamson, who was another former police colleague and a South African spy. Whoa. Shit, son. Okay. Hmm. He was a South African police major who was exposed as a spy in 1980. Oh, who? Uh, the cock? The, or no, 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 no. Um, Craig. Will, Williamson, Craig Williamson. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cock, is, uh, cock is still alive. Yeah. Uh, he is a former South African police colonel, torturer, and assassin who was active Whoa. under the apartheid government. Guess what Cock's nickname was? And I think you'd pick this nickname over your actual name if your name was Cock. Uh... Mr. Danger. The, it was the... Prime Evil. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% the name I would pick. Somebody once <laughs> told me my name was Prime, Prime Evil. <laughs> Prime Evil. <laughs> Fuck that's yeah. Good. 100%. Um, Hit my head on the fucking water. So that's, there's that theory that he's like, I oh, know, we did it. There was that theory that uh, yeah. white South African Africans government. In. Yeah. Then there's um, another theory that his murder was linked with arms trades to India. So there's a book okay. called Blood on the Snow, the killing of Olaf Palmer uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by Jan Bodersen. And he um, he claims that, well, he meticulously recreated the assassination in its aftermath. He suggested yeah. that, he'd used it, that Palmer had used his friendship with Rajiv Gandhi to secure an 8.4 billion deal for the Swedish armaments company Bofors to supply the Indian army with weapons. Palmer did not know that behind his back, the company Bofors had used, and this is proper ZZ tactics. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the, Bo- the, the company Bofors had used a shady company called AE Services, which was based in Guildford, Surrey. To bribe, uh, to bribe Indian government officials to conclude the deal. <coughs> so the company, oh. the Swedish company, was bribing the Indian government to do it. So oh, shit. Bordensen uh, said that on the morning he was assassinated, Palmer had met with the Iraqi ambassador to Sweden, and the two had discussed Bofors because of this scandal. Uh, then Bordensen suggested that the ambassador had told Palmer about the activities, which sent Palmer into a rage, and then that maybe his murder might have been inadvertently triggered by his conversation with the ambassador if the arms dealers had got wind of the fact that he knew what had gone. Okay. Somebody <laughs> once told me to have a shady meeting. <laughs> so <laughs> Everything's a movie, yeah, um, it's got to be. Uh, then there's uh, a Swedish journalist called Anders Leopold uh, in a book he wrote in 2008. He said that uh, a Chilean fascist called Roberto Tima killed uh, Olaf Palme. He was the... Oh, wow, he's got another home person. Uh, he was the head of the most militant wing of the far-right political organisation Patria y Libertad. Libertad and what, and what's uh, Tima? Which was right. financed Deal. by the CIA, by the way. Uh, uh, <gasps> uh, and then the reason for this, apparently, in this theory, was that CIA uh, was that he was killed because he'd gratuitously given asylum to a number of leftist Chileans that were following the coup that overthrew Allende in 1973. Oh, okay. So he's like, no, 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 please don't do that. Hey, we need uh, the CIA to step in. On the CIA, uh, mm-hmm. this is uh, there's a pseudo Masonic lodge, Propaganda Due. It was a Masonic lodge under the Grand Orient of Italy, founded in 1877. This clandestine Masonic Lodge mm-hmm. wrote in a telegram that the Swedish tree will be brought down. Huh. Uh, oh. Which might have been code for killing. For yeah. They so, considered him a tree. Yes, I was going to say, claims yeah. of CIA involvement in the assassination uh, were made by an Oregon businessman named Richard Brenneker, who said mm. that he was a CIA operative, had been a CIA operative in the past. And, and he's, the he's CIA, been played by Pacino... And we know he's a CIA operative because in every scene he's in, he fucking shouted at the top of his lungs. <laughs> that he I'm in with, the CIA. I'm in the CIA. <laughs> and then the opening credits kick in and they're like, hey now, Richard Brennica <laughs> is the CIA. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, yes. The, uh, 
the theories don't end there. There's another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Jesus. What the fuck? There's fucking loads yeah. of them. So one of them was, uh, the next one is called The 33-Year-Old. A Swedish extremist called Victor Gunnarsson uh, hmm. was uh, arrested for the murder but released after a dispute between the police and the prosecuting attorney. His name was a giveaway. <laughs> Gunnarsson. <laughs> That's sort of a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had connections to various extremist groups, including the European Workers' Party, which was the Swedish branch of the LaRouche movement, which was... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it promoted the uh, the late Lyndon LaRouche and his ideas. Okay. The, uh, They've come up before, haven't they, on our I feel podcast? like they have. I feel like they're uh, fairly... Uh, it was called Cult-like by the New LaRouche York movement. Times. Um but not in the good way. Not in the good way like a good film is called cult-like. In the bad way. <laughs> so Lyndon, Lyndon LaRouche himself was a American political activist who uh, was 96 when he died three years ago. Um, Fucking hell. He founded the LaRouche movement. He was a perennial candidate for the presidency of the United States. He ran in every election from 1976 to 2004. Jesus, imagine Bloody running hell. every election and just not even... I don't even... And that costs did he money, even place? man. <laughs> he? Uh, uh, so anyway... Like fucking um, Farage. I eat fucking failed elections, stupid cunt. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's like, surely you're just like, cunt. just stop because it's sad. It's yeah. so sad. You fucking sad cunt. So Gunnison had these links to these extremist groups uh, and then pamphlets that were hostile to Olaf were found in Gunnison's home outside of Stockholm. Okay. Gunnison's body was found in 1993 in the Blue Ridge Mountains stripped naked with two .22 calibre pistol wounds to the back of the head. Oh. Some conspiracy like... theories suggest that Gunnison might have been used by a foreign government who then later had him killed in order to leave <sighs> no trace of the crime. <laughs> sure. Alright, we've shot him. Now what? Take his clothes. Why do you always yeah. fucking do that? It's creepy as I shit. <laughs> Look, I suggested the hands thing, okay? And I thought that was a fucking great idea. Okay. Put your hands on. Put your hands on. Just, um, ah, the stripping and then another clothes. suspect who was identified only as GH was of prime oh, okay. interest during the early investigation. But nothing further. Uh, just Jerry was, Halliwell. This was based on a standard profile used by the police to identify an assassin. The conclusion was that the killer had a knowledge of handling light firearms. The suspect was reported to have failed to appear on several police interrogations to testify during the 1990s. So we don't know who GH is. It feels like they did, but they haven't named who GH okay. was. Okay. Oh, they haven't shown up. Oh, fancy that. The killer not showing up to an interrogation, eh? Um, <laughs> oh. uh, some have suggested it was a right-wing uh, extremist police conspiracy. Okay. Uh, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, which was a Kurdish militant political organisation and armed guerrilla movement. Some people think that they were responsible. It just seems oh, really is... weird. Like, there's so many, so many theories about this. It's like, crazy, yeah. He definitely made a lot of people, like, he was not liked <laughs> by a lot of people. But also, for all of these people to come up with uh, so many and have, like, reasons for it. That's yeah. Yeah. 2011... The German magazine Focus cited official German interrogation records in connection with another investigation from 2008 as showing that the assassination would be carried out by an operative of the Yugoslavia Secret Service. Jesus. Um, this one is they also, had a secret service. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, so there is one here. Um, there's a guy, he was a Swedish far-right extremist. He was convicted of murder and bank robberies, but he was also a suspect in this, but it turns out he actually had an alibi. Because he was okay. in prison. He was robbing he was a in bank. Prison. Okay. <laughs> he was in okay, prison yeah. on the night that Palmer was shot. But he's oh, okay. called the Laser Man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the best nickname. That's even better than Primeval. The Laser the Man. The Laser Man. Pew, pew. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah. Pew. His real name was John. You've just been robbed by the John Laser the Man. Laser. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. John, pew. knock it off. <laughs> Wait, no one takes us seriously. Somebody, <laughs> you got turn that off, goddammit. <laughs> I love Smash. Every that. time they start the car, it always plays. <laughs> hey now, you're it's the C- it's it's stuck. It's the CD is stuck. It's the only 20, <laughs> 20 CD. Sorry, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> called Thomas Pettersson uh, mm-hmm. names Stig Enström who's known as the Scandia Man yeah mm-hmm. uh, he was a Swedish graphic designer 
He was treated by police as an eyewitness to the assassination. Yeah. Um, uh, he had a strong dislike of Palmer and his policies, and he chanced upon him in the street, which would figure as to like no one would have known he was going to the cinema. Yeah. So the cir- like oh it's a circumstance like that makes sense. Um, yeah. Mm. And it wasn't premeditated, is what this theory is, which I think is. I think that explains a lot when some people are like, "How did they know?" It's like obvious answer is they didn't. Yeah, so, I, th- I feel like right. that is the closest to something that feels even tangible because everything else is like would require months of fucking or him being watched at the very least. In which it's like, well, right. yeah, it seems very much like someone went, "Hey, it's you! I fucking hate you!" and then shoots him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, uh, it's the one at least that I've been out of all of these that I'm like, yeah, it seems pretty like a chance meeting. Mm. Yeah. I feel sometimes when people are like, I have a theory, I feel like they're looking for clout. Yeah. Or just it's that thing of it being very, you know, I think it happens all the time when we do this. It's like the pattern makes it feel like a story, which makes it feel more fun. Yeah. The reality the, uh, is like. Man. Last year, there was a Netflix series about all of this. Um, a Swedish in it was a Swedish TV series, but it's on Netflix called The Unlikely Murderer. Oh, and in oh. that, in that they um, they depict this last guy, Stig Engström. Engström oh, just the, the, just him shooting him the, in the street. Yeah, they, 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 he's the guy that did it. Yeah, I feel like that's the most likely to. Uh, or it was the cinema person. It was the cinema <laughs> worker. who was like, you keep seeing this. It was Shrek. It ends with the disclaimer: it has not been proven that Stig Engström murdered Olaf Palmer, but the oh, Swedish really? police suspect him. Uh, gotcha. Okay. And that is Olaf Palmer. Oh wow! So thanks, the mighty fro. Yeah. Thanks, and then, thank you, uh, Chris, for taking us, you know, and to another nation, we one we may not have covered. Had we not been doing this series, exactly. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh, also, guys, um, next week's one, uh-huh. uh, or if it's the week after, basically the next episode is yeah. episode one hundred and fifty, and I've got a really good one for it. Oh, rubs his hands together very graciously. <laughs> yeah. You might be able to guess if we're in nineteen eighty-six. Um, next episode is Predator. <laughs> yes. Let me know what you think of Finally. Prey, by the way, when you watch Yeah, it. I'm yeah. going to. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much, everyone. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mysteryontherocks. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at mysteryontherocks, but rocks is spelt with an X, because X, go and give it to you. You can email us. Why not? Hey, why not? Um, mysteryontherocks, spelled CKS, mysteryontherocks at gmail.com. And we'd love to read your emails, and we might even read them out on the show. Who knows? But uh, that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank Rate you, and review, everybody. Like and subscribe. You're a rock. You're an all-star. Get your game on. <coughs> hey, hey. Now. Thanks, everybody. Somebody <laughs> once told me that you are fucking cocks. All right. Thanks, everybody. <gasps> Bye. Catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 